Everybody likes to know when you're podcasting and then you get a different camera and see everything sideways. Nobody's here yet. Nick Roman isn't in his place is Ethan. Say hello to Ethan. No one's in the stream yet. So I got to tell people we're doing this. Okay, Aaron Crutchfield. Hello, as a familiar face. So yeah, you're seeing the podcast from a different angle this time because now we're using a GoPro to just... How about you guys look into the sun the entire time? Yeah, that's good. That's, that's better. Is that better? Is that better? We'll probably move the camera like a whole bunch of times. Uh, so you're, now you're seeing the podcast thing from, from another angle. Um, so what you see in the background there is where the podcast is going to be. And as of now, I'm sticking toward GoPros. And I know I'm not looking directly at you, but Ethan's looking directly at you. Because you can see on the camera there, like what the people see. Um, and again, I have to... Click on this, share, there we go, share on Twitter, tweet, there we go. So welcome to RCR Podcast, I forget the number, what did I say, 116? I think 116. Yeah. Um, Ethan helped me pick up Susie, which is uh, RCR's forerunner. See, how about this? How about I look toward you and we both look away from the camera <laughs> at the exact same time, like not look at the camera at all. Um, see, if I put the camera over there, it's just going to see the, it's just going to see the light coming in through the windows. Um, So it's almost like we need two cameras, needing one for him and then one for me. So this is what we're going to learn with the new setup that it's, we're definitely going to have to have one person to like switch in between the two. So I mean, it, it'll work right now for now. Um, so what'd you think of the EV? It's smooth. Yeah. Easy car to drive. Oh, shoot. I don't think your mic's on. Uh, there. Uh, testing on me, testing on me, testing on me. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. Testing. We sound good? See, this is how professional I am. I don't even have my cans on. I'm not even monitoring the levels. No little light, light indicator on either. No. Well, you were off on the board, and now he's on. Uh, everybody, Brian, Brian, Brian. Oh. Brian, Brian, Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian. No, that's not your name. Oh, wait. <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. Brian, Brian, Brian. Ethan, Ethan. Are we good? Uh, Ethan's is still low. Okay. Brian, Brian, Brian. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. Brian, Brian, Brian. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. This is money wait what <laughs> i don't know uh uh help <laughs> me him all right they say that's good now all right so 
was this your first EV that you ever drove? Yes, very first. Okay, so what were your initial impressions? It with the um the little charger port thing for it on the little buttons for the steering wheel. Yeah, uh, I forgot what you call it. It was really weird at first, but when mm -hmm. um when I was driving on the way back, I was messing with it a bunch. Yeah, and was, I see the appeal of it. It's pretty cool. Did you see the uh, little indicator go up and down? On yeah, the, yeah. Same with like the charging thing on the yeah on the speedometer. Too. It tells you what it's how it's charging up mm -hmm. and down, and. Yeah, like I, I feel like there isn't really a setting on that car for it to mimic a regular car, like, like feel like a normal car. Yeah, um, it does do the creep move in that you know you take your foot off the oh brake yeah and it just and it'll move puts. forward. Teslas by default don't do that. Oh really? Like it'll just be dead, and oh, it won't until you give the potentiometer about. a little bit of power. It's not gonna move it, but. So far, every like Kia I've been in who does that does that. It, I don't think there's a way to turn that off. I think by mm -hmm. default they will creep forward. I wonder if they um, are trying to simulate like gas-powered cars. I know yeah. that's how all of them are. Right, because you're always just pulling on the torque converter if it's an automatic, and if you're a manual, well, then that's a totally different driving <laughs> style. But I, I guess it's like been drilled into us that that's what a car does when you take your foot off the brake it just starts going yeah yeah i mean there are some gas cars that don't do that uh the original smart cars don't do that oh really because they're automated manuals but i think all the focuses that people hate that are automated manuals because mm -hmm. like focuses and people in the chat will correct me um that I think it was 09 to, to 2016 or something like that, where Ford had an automated man automated manual as their automatic option. And people didn't know that it was underneath. It was a manual transmission with a dual clutch that with two like actuators that would move in and out and they would always judder after a while. Hmm. Um, Boz says in most EVs, it's called creep mode. Not sure if Tesla has it. Aaron Crutchfield said it was 2011 to 16, so I guess I was almost there. Um, we had It's Matto. Oh, there he is again. It's Matto. It's Matto is, I, I, he told me his real name. I forgot. It's, um, he's the guy who will be helping out for RCR Australia, hmm. which is um, definitely not going to be Sydney. So I think most people in Australia would say, thank God you're coming to Australia and it's not going to be Sydney. <laughs> uh, it's Matto says my mom has one of those that creeps when you take the brake off. Cool. Um, Ford Focus Auto. Hello. Yeah, it's it's an odd time. What's today? Wednesday. It's Wednesday to be doing it Wednesday at like six p.m. It's not even six p.m. to be streaming. Mm. As I spilled coffee on myself. All right. So, Ethan, your car history. Where does it begin? Where does it begin? Yeah. It's very short and very small history for me in cars. Mm -hmm. um, most I probably know is to mildly change one of my spark plugs. Okay. Um, and I probably watch a few YouTube videos on how to do an oil change, but I haven't done it in action yet. Yeah. So I'm very blind to that kind of stuff. <laughs> what was the car you learned to drive on? It was... Oh shit! I remember. I remember this. Um, it was this really old beater truck my dad had on his land, and yeah. it only had three shifts for it, so it kind of learned on stick almost. And mm -hmm. pretty much, that was like the first starting car for me. 
Ooh, I remember you, being like 10 years old for it. When, when you say land, was it a farm? Yeah. He had like, um, like a little horse farm. Yeah, really? going on. Mm -hmm. are, are you from PA originally? Yeah, I'm from PA originally, but my dad moved out to California. Oh. And then he kind of just did his own thing out there. Oh, okay. And mm -hmm. that's where the land was that you learned how to drive? Yep. It was like pretty much like on top of this hill, like on this really flat, deserty hill. Yeah. He lived at. And it was like perfect territory just to rip this little truck around. <laughs> <laughs> and you remember when you said it was uh, three speeds, was it a manual? Was Yeah, or was it, it was a shifter. Okay. So they had a was clutch it, and everything on it too. So was it a column shifter? Was it like an old? It was um, one of these kind of guys, like the one in the middle. Okay. So it was older. I and can't... you said it had three speeds. Yeah. So three on the floor. Are you counting reverse as a speed? Not a reverse. So it only had three gears for it. So, so what... four if you're including reverse. All right. So some C10s, so some Chevy square bodies did come with a manual and did have a three-speed manual do you, do you remember the brand i do not okay i was really young when so I that that's that an interesting thing. thing a three on the floor mm -hmm. so <clears throat> that could have been late 60s early 70s do you know if it had a rate did it have an airbag oh it was like all open i think okay. you might have took the doors off if it even had <laughs> doors on it <laughs> um it was like probably like a very short point A to point B kind of thing, just to pick up stuff and bring it over here okay. on his land. So it was not, you didn't drive it on the road. Not this at was all. just a farm truck. Yeah, it was like okay. a farm truck. So the racing mind says old Ford with a bull low, possibly. Um, gosh, I, I'm still leaning towards C10 because they just made so many of those things and most of them did end up as farm trucks. Mm. Um so what happened? What was the next car after the farm truck that you operated? Oh, man. What was it? It had to have been either one of my dad's trucks or my mom's like SUVs or something. Okay. Um, most of them were automatic, so I didn't really get much with like uh, practice with like shifting and stuff. Okay. Driving those kind of cars. Let's get or automatics. Let's in front of the channel direction of Tokyo. Is that going to hold itself there? Yeah, that's good. There we go. Oh, uh, Isaac says GM trucks had three-speed manuals up until the 1980s. Okay, so you got all the 70s to to think about. Uh, four on the floor that had a replacement knob with three-speed labeling, maybe. <laughs> I think normally when you have like old farm trucks and if your gear lever for whatever reason you lose your gear knob it's usually replaced with water or nothing or nothing yeah <laughs> just a stick coming out of there so you are getting ready to learn how to drive uh where are you and you remember what you're driving um, like the test is coming up the driver's test is coming up oh the driver's test okay yeah i was driving my 07 corolla the car i still have now oh okay yep so that was the that was my car to like actually get my license and stuff how did you come across? How did you come to own a 07 Corolla? By the um, way, fantastic car. Oh, it's, it's the best the car. It's the ultimate student car. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't doesn't die. It's great on gas. Yeah. Before the inflation. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still really good on prices regardless yeah. right now. Yeah. But um oh wait, shoot, where were we again? <laughs> How did you come to own the glorious 07 Corolla? I remember um, my dad helped me with it. Me, okay. He pretty much paid for it mm -hmm. for me since it is like an older car, so it's not super expensive. No. And I pretty much was just asking anything that's very cheap on gas, mm -hmm. that's all I need in my life. Right. Anything that can run forever and just be really good on gas because mm -hmm. 
that's all you really need for like a starter car. Mm -hmm. And you found that guy up in California and he shipped it over to me. Oh yeah, there it, it is. Oh, I can fix those headlights like in 10 minutes. Oh shit. Like defog them. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I can show you the glory that is Meguiar's Plasti S. Plasti X. <laughs> and you have black wheels on there. Are those different wheels? Yeah. Different rims. Oh, did it come yeah. like that? No, not at all. <laughs> he got them custom for me. Not custom, but um, yeah. he bought them for me. Oh, interesting. Make it look a little bit meaner. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm thinking of all the possibilities to do with that because that's one of my favorite generations of Corollas out there. Is it really moddable? I guess you could say. No, uh, as, as in like increasing the power. I mean, I think they're still running blacktop engines in there, which are fantastic, but with great fluid dynamics and everything. But uh, the only better engine that goes into those particular models is the 2ZZ, which is like mm -hmm. only matters if you have a manual. Uh, um, and if you don't, that's not what a Corolla is for. Just keep it, just keep, keep doing is. oil changes. Just keep calling, following the maintenance <laughs> schedule and just run it till it's piston rings wear down and you lose compression or finally Pennsylvania rust just takes it away. And then you just buy another Corolla or good. the Toyota matrix, which is a Corolla in every other part of the world. That's the Corolla hatch that we never got. Mm. But for whatever reason, they didn't call it here. They had to call it the matrix where it's every it's, it's that car, but in sort of a crossover. Form. Yeah. It's probably a lot more space than what I have too. a little bit more like, I mean, yeah, you you would get more. You could load stuff into it, um, but it's the same amount of cargo capacity, same power, same everything else. Um, uh, Mushovers says, sitting in my 04 Corolla, partaking in the past. Um, here's an interesting question. Wonder how driver's ed will change when electric vehicles become a plurality of hand-me-downs for new drivers. It's a good question. A it's good too, question. No, too new. It's too soon to make any sort of predictions. The only data we have to look at is the Nissan Leaf, mm. which is still the cheapest thing you can buy. But those vehicles have problems because they had air-cooled, the original Gen 1s, they had air-cooled batteries, so the batteries cooked. Oh, um, so when those batteries got hot, there was no uh, a way to supplement their heat. It's like 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 this, like having an iPhone in a totally enclosed case and then try to do serious stuff with it. It's just going to cook, get really hot. Um, so without any airflow, a lot of those we saw a lot of battery degradation with first generation Nissan Leafs. Uh, modern cars like the Kia you just drove, uh, I believe it uses its air conditioner to run air conditioning, oh, uh, like uh, R134A through a water. I originally thought it was completely water cooled, and now is uh, now is corrected that no, it just uses its air conditioner to cool the battery pack. So that's something. Um, Chuck Gawk says, what are your thoughts on a 2015 Mazda Miata? Great, good, buy it, fantastic. <laughs> the Mazda Miata is the... Uh, same, the, the Mazda Miata is the cars what... I'm trying to think of a video game reference. Something no, they're the cars with the pop of headlights, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the first gen ones had those, and then they went away in, uh, in gen two, three, and four. People were sad, <laughs> but I guess it's like 
what's the best video game? Final Fantasy VII. And everybody rolls their eyes like, yes, of course it is. It's the one that everybody got everybody into playing role-playing games, like that sort of thing. Um, so to have like a controversial opinion about Miata is like everything's been said. It's like trying to start like, like a blog about Final Fantasy and it's like, it's done. Is there anywhere for that franchise to go anymore? That's it. It's been said. That's it. It's yeah. been said. <laughs> so we were talking in the car about that convention that went under, that we were both at and didn't know we were both there. The one in Harrisburg. Oh, yeah. Capital City something or other. And the chair of the convention Come ran on. off with how much money? Oh, man. It's like a few grand at least. A few. Not anything super, ten, oh, super crazy. But just, was it over 10 grand? Was it? Because there's that story of that, how somebody during the convention just threw down their credit card or was convinced to. Yeah. Someone with poor judgment. Because the, the convention, like, oh, the they didn't pay something or the hotel needed. Yeah, the hotel's about to like, kick them out, I think. Yeah. And it's pretty much like on the verge of just like, hey, if you don't pay us now, we're going to kick you out. And the guy's just like, oh, I remember it now. Uh, the guy Nitro was like to the one kid trip I was talking about earlier. Yeah, he's like, dude, you could save the con and like convince him that way. Like, if you if you give us a few grand, you'll save the con and be like this Holy Spirit, pretty much kind of thing. Yeah, and somehow convince him to give him a few grand and never paid him back and just ran with it. So where is this person now? This huckster? I honestly have no clue. Did they flee Pennsylvania? I wouldn't be surprised at this point if they have. I don't know what i wish i would have done is i was there and i had radios on me because i was driving my old camera car that still had all mm. our film equipment i had two-way radios if i had this with me my little zoom recorder i would have just through the accessory just plugged this into the radio and just let it run until the batteries ran out so you could have a log of everything that was said on the radios. Oh, my goodness. Between them talking to each other. Um, and then, but we don't have that. So, I don't know. It's it's just this wonderful piece of lore. Because I knew the, the, the con was in trouble as I was driving to it. Yeah. And, but then I started talking to people and you have a few drinks and you kind of forget about it. Yeah. Because nothing, from my perspective, nothing about the convention was done poorly. Yeah, no, I had fun regardless. Yeah. Because I remember, like, my friend, you know Hex? No. At all? Oh, man. Are they from PA? Yeah. Um, He had a panel there. Yeah. And it was only for, like, an hour, but we ended up being in that room for, like, three hours just chilling and bullshitting the whole time. Yeah. Like, that was, like, probably my highlight of the con there. Because, huh. like, it was... I mean, we didn't do anything else because there really much wasn't much going on for a small con. No, really. And, and so I, we ended up just taking over this room for a few hours and staff ended up coming through and not kicking us out or anything. Yeah. We were just chilling the whole time. Yeah. And that's I think people had low expectations going in. It's like, well, it's a small con. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's, there's nothing going on. Tiny dealer's room. Freaking Dr. Conway was there taking donations at one point or something like pay me to drink wine. Super weird. I haven't talked to that guy in a decade. Um, so the one Kia says Doge, and you're right, you see a little sign up there on top of my table. Um, they you won't know the meaning of that for another two weeks. Um, 
Mushbrow says all of my friends were at TTFC. I don't know what that is. Texas or Tennessee. Oh, wait. TTFC? I want wait. Texas Furry Fiesta. Oh, right. That, that, one? that one. Yeah. I thought that was Alamo City. Or maybe they changed the name. Who knows? Uh, Space Monkey Boom says you can destroy any con with $300 in Skyline Chili. At least you can destroy the bathrooms. <laughs> Skyline Chili. Never before have I eaten so much and tasted so little. Skyline Chili? Yeah, it's in freaking Cincinnati. It's like, you know how we have cheesesteaks? Yeah. Like, Skyline Chili is like cold spaghetti, Hormel Chili, and like a plastic shredded cheese, like in a bowl. Oh. It's worse than a taco in a bag, if you had a taco in a bag. I would rather have five tacos in a bag, and honestly, because <laughs> Fritos are awesome, than eat Skyline Chili again. Uh, Lapo one says, "Did the did the guest podcast happen? Yeah, yeah, uh, it did happen. It's on iTunes. You just search the Adam Friedland Show, and there it is. So it's myself, uh, Nick Roman, Adam Friedland, and uh, Nick Mullen." And we're on that. We're it's even on video. Like it's grossly dimly lit. It was a very tonal shift from what normally goes on uh, on the Adam Friedland show. This was that podcast I was talking about where we went out for drinks afterwards, and four mm -hmm. drinks came up to seventy dollars. Oh yeah, um, in man because we're in Manhattan. What are you gonna? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, but normally that they're used to having comedians on. Um, and then there's like two car guys show up and we just talk about cars. And it was really interesting being around comedians, like professional touring comedians. Um, their previous podcast was called come town, which was fantastic. <laughs> you can search it on YouTube. It's like there's some pretty good zingers on there. And, um, but it became the Adam Friedland show when one of the comedians left to do full-time touring mm. and, to be around comedians, man, it's like their minds work so fast. Oh, geez. To be around a person who can just go joke, 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 and pick apart what you're saying and oh, find yeah. the funny in it. It's like you're a different league of human. Like <laughs> this is, I don't know what the equivalent is. It's like watching someone who's really good at first-person shooters, mm. and it's grotesque to try to play with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know some people like that? So we have our first super chat and from Senor Cheesy. And it goes, What is your thought on the Kia Hyundai TikTok challenge? I don't know there was a TikTok challenge. I haven't heard of that one. No. Mm -mm. Uh also, can you read this in the weatherman voice? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Where's my I'm on the silver one. Our weather today is there we go. What is your thought on the Kia Hyundai TikTok challenge? Also, can you read this in the weatherman voice? Kia Hyundai is about stealing them. The challenge is stealing it with a USB drive. Senor Cheesy, oh no, I meant a link that I sent. Well, you can't send links in YouTube ch in the YouTube chat window. It's part of the thing 
I don't know. So that was uh, full base, no treble, no mid. Uh, yeah, the links get filtered out by YouTube. You want to see what it's like to just sit on this end? You can see the chat go by. Yeah. Switch it up. Yeah. It's rarely I take uh, the not driver's seat. Like, this is what we're going for in that I will have somebody take care of the chat and, like, read stuff. Sometimes Nick does it. But the idea would be for Nick and I just to have a conversation. And uh and you can pull the mic in front of you a little bit. Please mark the tape, I forgot. Yeah. Is to just have someone to work the board. Although right now there's no board to work since it's one camera. The idea is when we'll get to um have OBS, mm -hmm. it's just like another win you'd have another window open and then you'd have uh, two, you, you would see two screens, which would represent two different cameras. And then you would just click on either one as source. Okay. And so for every now and again, you could flip the camera to what people on YouTube would see hmm. right or left. And, uh, oh yeah, let me actually have a little, uh, <laughs> waterfall. It. Oh yeah. It's all right. It's, it's a beer. It's okay. Um, I was, Asked it for you got to meet uh, Ben McElwee, uh, who lives here too. Hmm. Uh, he is, uh, he works at the brewery on 78. I don't know if we can say the name of the brewery. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're on your way to, sure. you're on your way to uh, Allentown. Oh, I'm super unfamiliar with that. Okay. Shoot. Anyway, he lives out there, and hmm, and he's a director of logistics or something like that. So he always brings us stuff from the brewery. Like, here, try this, try this, try this. Oh, that's good. Cool. So, and he was talking to Joe. Um, I don't know if they're going to try to get some different stuff in because Sam Adams bought Dogfish Head, hmm. and Sam Adams, even though Sam Adams isn't Sam Adams anymore, it's Boston Beer. And Sam Adams is now a label under that. Um, they also own Truly. So, okay. So, a lot of those sub brands come from them. Um, they make this one called Fruitful Fort, and I don't know if they offer it on taps. I just wish there used to be in this area, there used to be Schuylkill Mountain Brewing, and Joe had it on tap. And that was amazing. It made us often. Okay. Yeah. It had it been, when, when did you start? Like a year ago or two years ago? About a year ago now. Okay. How'd you find out about the brick house? Um, honestly, just job searching. Really? I just found it, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for the Crimson House first, and they never got back to me. And I tried the brick house, and they got back to me like that. Cool. Yeah. Where's Where's Crimson House? It's right in town, right in Pottsville. Oh, okay. It's, it's not where Hucklebucks used to be. That's right not near the, oh, what's it called? The Wheel. I think it's like right in that vicinity. Okay. The Crimson House. It's not where Trip and Billy used to be. Is it on Center Street? I think so. Okay. Is it near the Majestic Theater? Oh, yeah. I think it's near the pizza place. Yeah, in the theater too. Yeah. I think okay. it's like right across the street from the theater. Okay. Okay. And then that and then that brewery opened up near the theater. Yeah. What's that place called? I know cousin Dave runs uh, helps runs it and another guy who does like amateur professional wrestling. 
Oh, I forget the name. Yeah. Place. I know. I've been there a bunch of times. They experiment all the time with their really? drinks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like the closest thing you have to Pottsville hipsters go there. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. The people in the chat, we're talking about very specific Pennsylvania things. There's a lot of those. What are people saying? Um, I know we're on a delay. Someone thought you were on break. Am I on break? <laughs> well, yeah, I am like from RCR production because a video didn't go up this Monday because we're getting ready for our trip to, to, um, to be with the YouTuber, do it with Dan down in Georgia. Hmm. But the next two weeks are already done. So videos are coming up. And if you see any super chats where it's highlighted, yeah. you can just let me know because those guys paid to have, you know, I see one of them. What, what do they say? Uh, thoughts on the Nissan X-Trend? Thinking about getting one that's... 2000 to 2003 or 2009 to 2012. X-Tran. Yeah. Not X-Terra? Or X-Terra. Yeah. Oops. Okay. So that's a Nissan with uh, a live rear axle. And I guess I'm pretty sure independent front. Or is it, does it have live front and rear? I remember the big thing when they sold those things that it comes with a first aid kit. That's how serious we are about off-roading. People like them. It was as close as Nissan ever got. That and the Pathfinder was as close as Nissan ever got to making a Toyota product. I think the X-Terras are fine. Um, are they forerunners? No, the fuck they're not. Are they good? They're all right. They're okay. I mean, a forerunner is superior, but an X-Terra is not bad. And especially if you're going for something that's going to be modified, going to be lifted, you're going to do other things with it, fantastic. And, but a good thing about the X-Terras is because they were unusual they have a pretty good fan base surrounding them and you can go on forums and find people who solved all the little bits about it. It's like people who mod PlayStation twos and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of different things to go with that. Have you ever, have you ever done any off-roading? Um, a little bit in the four wheeler when I was younger. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that at your dad's farm or mm -hmm. he had this trail on the farm? Yeah. Um, it kind of led off the property and it was kind of like, it was this weird dirt trail that was like a community dirt trail. Mm -hmm. But like I was the only one ever like going back and forth on it all the time. Mm -hmm. It was really cool because I'd go right off the property and go for like two, three miles down until like it hit main road. And I just turn around and go right back up. Yeah. It was so fun. Do you remember if the, the forerunner or the forerunner, the four wheeler you had was a, was a pull start or a electric oh, start? It was an electric start. Oh. It was a, it was a, it wasn't anything like super big. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably like a teenage teenager okay uh, four-wheeler i'm guessing like a 254 stroke or some yeah. some so, something like that did you ever do dirt bikes and stuff like that two-wheel motorcycle little. very uh -huh. little i think i've done it like once and i remember getting really far behind and my dad and could not keep up with him oh <laughs> uh, yeah and i used to do four-wheeling i think i did four-wheeling before i did the dirt biking and i was like i like four-wheeling a lot more it's mm, a lot easier yeah you yeah you don't fall over unless but then when you, you flip it oh gosh everybody has a person who flipped the four-wheeler story mm -hmm. Was it you? Or I thanked, one of them. Oh, you flipped one? I flipped one when, my, when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I stuck in this little ditch and I tried to just gun it out. Yeah. Flipped completely. Oh, away. that sucks. The four-wheeler approach landed on my helmet, but I had a, or yeah, approach landed on my head, but I had a helmet on, thankfully. Yeah. I didn't get any injuries from it at all. Oh, nice. So, like, I literally flipped this huge-ass four-wheeler and I just got up, like, nothing yeah, happened. I was okay. like, all right, cool. Let's keep mm -hmm. riding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you flip a four wheeler, they flip violently too. Yeah, they just it was like quick. it's like you so can't quick. do anything. They're they're going over. Yeah, because usually if you're falling off of it, usually excellent. 
done it. Yeah, because you grab a handful going. of throttle in here. Whoop. There it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so did you do any four-wheeling? Like, So did you move to California or just go there to visit? Oh, I used to visit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a summer thing. So every time I was off school, I'd go down there for like a month. Okay. And did you grow up in PA? Mm-hmm. Where? My whole life. Oh, yeah. Where, whereabouts are you from? Lancaster. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not too far. So what uh, got you from uh, the Cumberland Valley where, you know, there's stuff going on <laughs> to, um, uh, well, not, I mean. It is like, weird coming from a big town to here. Yeah. Because it's, it's, everyone knows each other. I and mean, that's one thing I got used to real quick. Mm-hmm. It's just like everyone knew each other and like no matter where you were, especially working at a restaurant, so you see everybody yeah. at one point. So like, even when I'm at like grocery shopping, I see like a bunch of my customers and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? That's where you like, say, that's where you say hi to them so they know you, and then the tips get bigger. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've seen. Oh my god! When I was at McDonald's, I think I saw like two people there, and I was like, "What the heck's going on?" I was going through the drive-through, and I saw them in the cars. Ah, nice. But I you know in Lancaster, it's weird because like you're in the setting of like I'll never see these people again when you're serving. Mm. But like here, it's I'll see those people at least three three times a week. You know what yeah. I mean? Before I don't see them for a while. Yeah. And you guys, de- you definitely serve my friends either. Are you tending bar yet or are you still like just serving, just right, serving now. right there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'll make sure like next time we bring a whole bunch of people, I'll have to make sure you're there. Yeah, and I'll, let you, I'll let you know uh, coming. We'll come with a whole bunch of cash. Mm. Um, drinks. <laughs> I'm sorry? Load up on the drinks. I have still yet like my go-to drink. I think we were talking about this. My go-to yeah. drink is a gin martini with olives. Mm. Um, I'm not too particular what type of gin goes in it. Um, not Bombay Sapphire cause that doesn't have enough bite for me, but I like bitter things oh, and a bitter one, I think. See I like mules and stuff. I know a lot of people like the mules mm-hmm. at the brick house. And then like, there's a chocolate martini. I think they were doing for a little bit, mm-hmm. but anything that's sweet, I don't do. Oh, it's really? like, I, I need I unless we're talking beer, like I like stouts. They would have Pizza Boy there on tap for forever. Yeah, that's a popular one there. Yeah, Funk was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yingling's Hershey can suck my dick. Oh, I did not that like is, that one. Oh, ugh. I it's tried just, testing it every time we had it on tap, and I never liked it. Yeah, you try coming on. around on it. It's like, it's like nope. no chocolate lager, and it doesn't even. It's like it doesn't even taste like chocolate. No, well, for me. It tastes like you just took regular Yingling and got the Hershey's and just put it in, stirred it up, and said, "Here, what do you see?" You got super chat. What do you got, Mister Reg? Why has there been no reviews of any Mercedes for years now? Because I love a '96 C280. I feel you would find that interesting. Yeah, we need to do more Mercedes. The truth is, I haven't gotten many submissions for them on our form, on our uh, official submission form, and I'm trying. There's a lot of stuff to cover, and it's all been BMWs, it's been Toyotas, it's been stuff that exists here in Central Pennsylvania. You see BMWs around here, but they're usually C classes, which even that I'll talk about. I mean, I was talking to the guy who, um, uh, one of the owners of uh, Mustard Seed, and it's not the Mustard Seed; it's uh, Something. Oh, I know you don't want yeah, you. it's John. And he has an AMG Mercedes. And he says, you can take the keys one of these days and do it, um, which I want to. But he's super busy because, like, they're doing, like, lunch and dinner. Like, because the brick house opens at, like, 10, maybe 11, 12. Maybe, tw- noon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're running that pizza place from, like, 9 to 9 oh my. every day. And... 
people will come in. I mean, it's the old lady contingent at noon. That place is hilarious because, you know, it's, it's like cafeteria family seating in there. There's no dividers oh, between wow. anything. And I guess that was their business uh, way. Uh, one of their business models, like, look, we're going to maximize this room and just tables, 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 and just keep the prices low. And the brick oh, house is, gonna, yeah. Yeah. is the opposite the, thing. Yeah. Low, the low paying like restaurant or like cheaper restaurants. Usually mm -hmm. it's kind of like quick service in and out kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause like you're only when you're serving those kind of tables and if it's like a $20 bill, you're only getting five bucks off of it. So you kind of want people in and out, in and out and yeah. out like yeah. flip tables, flip tables. Yeah. The brick house is kind of like lay back, enjoy your time here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It takes several hours. I don't care. Yeah. And I will order the desserts from time to time. I will mm -hmm. order the cheese sticks, but and if you got to cut mics for this, you can let me. Okay. I have a question and I'm going to ask you to cut mics. So you see uh, our two little, you see all the, the two potentiometers with the ones that have no lights on them. Uh, okay. The slidey ones. Let me show you. I'll show you what, cut, I'll show you what cut, cutting mics mean. Uh, so these are potentiometers and uh, you know what? To make things easier, I'll just put everything down. And this mic should be off anyway. On boards, when the light is on, it means it's off. Okay. Which really means mute. So these are the buttons that turn it on and off. So hit those two buttons right there. It's going to kill both of our mics. Okay. So I asked a very specific question that I didn't want people to hear. Did people say there's no sound? There's no sound? Yeah. <laughs> it was a mute moment. Yeah. All right. Yeah, inside insider talk there. Oh, someone super chat. Yeah. Please read some relaxing weather for Chicago. Okay. So our plan is with with the uh, channel to like triple the amount of super chats, but we need like guests for that, and also uh, to be able to give a value add, an additional value add for the people who do do super chats. That I hope the video will be able to play into that. Perhaps we will run like a feed of the channel going up in the background mm. or something. Um, all right, so when people ask me to read the weather, they want me to read stuff in the weather channel voice and they want Chicago. And now your local weather for Chicago, Illinois. Currently, the temperature is 72 degrees. Today's high was 75 degrees with a low of 55. Air quality, moderate. Sunrise, was at 6.30 a.m. Sunset will be at 7.01 p.m. Chance of rain, 10%. Humidity, 78%. Winds, northeast at 10 miles an hour, up my butt. Feels like making love. Precipitation, big loads. Pressure is holding steady at 30 inches of mercury. Visibility, nine miles. UV index, yes.
And now, your extended forecast for Chicago. Thursday will be sunny. High, 82 degrees, with a low of 63. Friday, partly sunny, with a high of I am very. Saturday, partly sunny, with a high of I think I smoke too much, with a low of, oh God, I think I'm freaking out. Sunday, I love this song. Partly cloudy, with a wind chill of 89. And that was your local weather for Chicago Hot Dog. Thank you. You get an applause. So normally these things go typically for an hour. How long have we been at this? There's usually a counter up here somewhere. Oh, 40 minutes now. 40 minutes. All right. I guess there's not that many people in here and not many super chats since we didn't announce. Normally we're doing these things on Thursdays. Some people figured that out. Uh, future plan would be... Uh, actually, can you turn the light on? It's, it's the old style push button switch. Push button. Yeah, you see it there? Yeah, there we oh, go. You like that? Give it a test run. <laughs> it's interesting. What the hell? I thought my house was kind of old, but we don't have one of those lights in there. Yeah, that's like we just have a lot of outlets everywhere. It's really weird. A lot of electrical outlets. Yeah, like in our living room, at least seven of them. Damn, there. it's kind of nice, but like, are they grounded at least, or are they not grounded? As in, you got to have that little adapter. They're two prongers only, or they got three. They have a three. Okay, they're safe. Yeah, but they are like in the wall. That's the only thing. They're kind of like, oh wait, those are electrical wires. But they're kind of like that. They stick out like that, kind of. Oh. And they're like throughout the whole wall. So there's like a box, and they're like extended from the wall. Yeah. So when would like a box and then like a wire? Do you, do you know when your when your where, where your house was built? When were your house was built? Oh man, I could probably say like sixties. Okay. Maybe. I mean, we could just look at your town and pull up Zillow and find out. Oh, really? Yeah. We could just do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is it Zillow? Yeah. Um, Zillow eventually starts becoming your new pornography. Is just looking at houses for sale. Wait, how do you spell that? Wait. Z I L L O W. And immediately it wants you to download the app, but. No, you gave me a little spam. Oh, yeah, there it is. And I'm just typing in the town. Should put like my exact address for it. Yeah, but don't don't tell anybody where it is. I'm gonna hide my phone down here so no one can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Doing like when I was a teacher. Oh, what is this house in New Ringgold? 2,227 square feet in a three car garage. I mean, it's expensive. It's 400 grand. It's a three-car garage and a big driveway. The only problem is it's still a gravel driveway. Hmm. You have to spend a G to probably pave that. I know when we're going to get done. I know when we're going to get done running all this wire out to the garage and when I'm, I'm done with uh, all of Russell's labor, it's going to be... Oh, my God. 1850. 
Oh, your house was 1850. It's older than this. Holy shit. So, so you got like a miner's house, I think, if you're if if your town is correct, because everything. Well, even though, you know, your area is still south of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I guess it was all miners. Like, I think everybody, everybody in this town was either farmers or the people who own the land up mm. there. Um, but there's still like a lot of row houses going on here. So although we're not in one right now. Hmm. Oh, 1850. 1850. That's probably why all the outlets are like strung out everywhere in the house. Yeah, because it would be electricity was becoming a big thing. And they're like, oh, my God, we need outlets everywhere. Yeah. I'm thinking like they would have just been added on as the years went on. Yeah. Because when when houses became electrified and probably around here, it lagged behind. So I who knows when they put them in. That's like whoever put those outlets in are really overzealous about them, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder if it crazy. was, if they were put in places like the furniture was there and they didn't feel like moving them. So they put where furniture wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, any other super chats in there? There is another one where we can see, there is another option where we can see every single one. I have it saved in a, in a tab. I can have the thing on the bobber. We go open new one, open this, and then that shows the most recent ones. You go see all, and then no review of that, Xterra. All right, so I'll show the clip too. Yeah. Is that? The only thing about doing this is that every time you want to check, you have to close it, refresh it, mm. and then load it again but it's still just there in the style hmm. so you're thinking about colleges and thinking about a major where are you in that two things okay They're very on opposite sides of what i am wanting to do one okay. is insurance agency okay like the salesman of it okay sales just, okay yeah. it doesn't doesn't seem too hard because it's all public um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, shoot, serving stuff. Mm -hmm. It's kind of related to that, uh -huh. talking to people and just being very outgoing. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't be too hard for me, I think. But um, and what was going to go? Well, I did what? some research on it. Like I watched some YouTube videos of people that like run businesses in it. Yeah. See how they like do their work. Mm -hmm. And it seems interesting. It doesn't seem too hard. It's just pretty much you start as an apprentice, an apprentice, mm -hmm. and then you can go to schooling from after that. What what's attract what attracts you about the insurance business? Mostly the money. Not a lot. I mean, hey, but, some of my best investments on uh, on in stocks have been insurance companies. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. They're not going health anywhere. insurance, car insurance, house insurance. That's the big thing too. Is it's it's something that's solid and yeah. not going anywhere soon. Mm -hmm. And everyone needs it at some point in their life, at least. Mm -hmm. unless, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's just the starting rate when you get into it, and then at some point you can make up to like two hundred fifty thousand a year. Tight. More. Oh yeah. Even yeah. more. Yeah like half a million like mm -hmm. it's it depends on how your commissions are mm -hmm. how well you're known in it too but like mm -hmm. still like just the starting rate and just doing it for the first five years seems really good mm -hmm. and just i'll be set right away what specific type of insurance do you feel knowledge about or what you're that you want to more learn more about i think it was the uh health insurance okay i think because I think that's the one where you really go in and make your money's worth for it. Mm -hmm. 
when you do sell commissions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe the auto insurance too, I think that's another good one. I forget. Perhaps. I mean, with my experience with auto insurance and I could be completely wrong about this is all I want to know is, well, what's the least amount that I have to pay? Mm-hmm. And usually it's just liability. Like with the forerunner, there's just liability on it. Yeah. And with the Niro, because it's new, there is comprehensive on it. And then that's it. Well, which do you want? I don't know. Just give me something basic. Like that. Which I know I'm setting myself up to be upselled. It's like, well, like you're just using it for this, but it is a pretty nice car. I recommend this. So I would be the type of like client, I guess, who just wants the simple answer and will probably say yes to whatever the salesperson recommends. Yeah. So, but yeah, health insurance, definitely. I mean, one of my winners in my portfolio is United Healthcare. Oh, really? Is that, yeah, that was a so far great return um, on my uh, SEP, um, which is self-funded uh, retirement plan. Okay. Um, okay. Which you can open like now. Yeah, I should probably do that. Uh, if, if, I, if I wish I could tell myself when I was in my 20s to open up a self-funded IRA, it doesn't need, have it be a Roth, why not? Um, which is stuff you're not going to touch until you're 65. Yeah. And um, it's good that you had a positive reaction to that because myself's like, I'm there. Well, I'm not going to worry about that. Me, the artistic person, like I'll probably be dead by then or something <laughs> like that. And now realizing shit, if I would have started investing in my 20s, yeah. I'd be a millionaire now having done nothing. So, yeah, it's a good and thing it's, that you're actually into it because I'm I've been looking into the stock stuff, too, uh, yeah. in the last few years. Yeah, I think I've only been investing for like two years now at this point. Uh, what what do you I use? Have, uh, uh, Robinhood. So it's not okay, super yeah. good, but I've heard it's like a great starter platform, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. A bunch of people use Robinhood. Um, I use TD Ameritrade, and this is a free plug for them because they don't charge commission. Okay. So you can just buy one stonk and be fine. <laughs> and like it was not going to cost you anything apart from whatever you bid or if you're buying at market price. Okay. Um, and that, I just scan it when it's time to donate. Actually, I can't. I have to physically mail in a check and oh, really? then it'll appear in my money market and then I can take it. So there is like a week delay or something like that. But usually so, when I do my investments, it's what the maximum allow maximum amount I can, can contribute. I do. And then, so then um, it'll be a couple thousand dollars in there, which I won't immediately start investing. I'll just have the watch list of all the stocks I've figured out that I want while reading while on my phone on the toilet and then when it comes time once a year to load up, I'm like, well, oh, have a little bit of this, have a little oh, yeah. bit of that. And it's, around, yeah. So you put it else, where else do you put it? Yeah. Yeah. Very rarely do I say this because I'm usually thinking about it for so long, but I've dumped some real losers over the year. Borg Warner was a real one because I thought we were going to go to all, I misjudged. I thought we would all go to turbocharged uh, small mm-hmm. cylinder engines. So Borg Warner was going to sell a lot of turbochargers. Turns out that's not mm-hmm. the case. We're going EV. So I lost thousand or something on that um my my winners are united healthcare apple is almost carrying my portfolio apple's fantastic I'm sure i have apple yeah appl so. they did a seven to one split recently um that's okay. where that's a, a you know about splits kind of this is a I've stock po- them, this is a stock podcast now <laughs> so sometimes when a particular stock price gets too high and they and the company wants more average people to invest in it they will sp- they will issue more shares of stock 
so they will devalue oh. the stock, but you will get more of it. So say your stock price is something crazy, like yeah. $1,000 a share, which Tesla was for a while. That's, that's pretty high for a stock. Now, granted, you have Berkshire Hathaway that has never split, and that's over $200,000 a share. Um, Berkshire Hathaway's real estate. And so say it's $1,000, and they do a 10 to 1 split. So now, for every one share, now you have 10 shares. So if you have only one, now you own 10 shares. That's not bad You have 10, you have 100. Yeah. And the stock price is then devalued by that amount. But when that happens, when a company announces they're about to split, everybody buys to get so in goes, on that. It goes probably down a little bit. A little bit and up a little bit. And then, yeah, it, it always goes up because people get really excited, especially if it's a stock that pays a dividend like Apple. Mm. Um, you know about dividends? Yeah. Hell yeah. I think almost Google. all my stocks uh, are dividend stocks because okay. I want to be paid the weight. Every quarter they oh, pay you. So you just get more money for you to, and that's usually my toilet buying. And or, even if it's like cents at a time, it's still going somewhere. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Now with, now with TD Ameritrade, you can go auto reinvest them mm. or it can go right in your money market. So you have more money, a money market. Just, you know, what that means kind of, okay. Wait. The money market Sorry. is the bank account of your stock portfolio. Okay. That's money. That's not invested in any sort of security. That's just there for waiting to be invested. You can't withdraw money from that with like a credit card. I mean, you can transfer some of that money out of the money market into your linked bank account. But normally when you do that, the IRS goes, oh, <laughs> you're, um, where's my cut? Mm -hmm. So there's that. So normally your money market just stays in there until you're 65 when it comes time to take distributions. We legally, you can't keep money in there. Um, you have to start taking it out little bit by little bit. And that's normally when people are successful and suddenly they have to take distri distributions out of their money market. They just end up down in Hamburg and start buying RVs because they got to, they're, they're old and they're going to buy something with it. So they're going to buy some fuck off big thing with a coming like a Duramax diesel in it. And just an Allison transmission. Like, We're going to see the world now in our $80,000 used or $210,000 thing. Ugh. I wonder how many those guys must have been just jizzing every single day down at that place by the Cabela's where they sell the RVs when the pandemic hit, oh, where everybody yeah. was buying fucking RVs because there was nothing to do. Now, I don't know if people are selling RVs or what. They're probably just sitting right now. Yeah. The tires are on and everything. Yeah. <laughs> do you know anybody who owns an RV? Because I don't. Well, I do, but I it's, do. yeah. It's a family member. Yeah. Uh, my grandma's or my mom's side. My step grandfather mm -hmm. is. He has like this huge RV, and he's been traveling the world with it probably for like three years, four years now. Yeah, and it's I don't know how he can control the whole thing. It's just that's a lot. Yeah, they, they drive worse than school buses. I believe they're, that. they're but people love the shit out of those things. And it's like what is it like two hundred and fifty thousand? Not two hundred and ten dollars to fill that thing up with diesel. Jeez, they have these huge tanks. And then you go someplace, and of course, a number of my friends are into general aviation. That's money. Like Greg, who you'll meet, and Tony, who you'll probably meet. 
Tony doesn't have a plane. He wants one. He, he wants a North American Navion. Oh, um, uh, I'll tell you about that. It, well, it's, it's a car podcast. The Navion was this plane made in like the 50s and I think the 60s. Kind of like North American is a, is a company that made the that made the um, not the P-38 P-51 Mustang from World War Two that made a fighter plane. Um, mm. Shoot. If I show you a picture of a P-51 might, Mustang, you're going to go, oh, see an image and be like, oh, the, they briefed. Did you see Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. All right. So at the very end, when Tom Hanks is there fruitlessly shooting at the oh, tank yeah. and then suddenly it blows up and then you see this, this plane go over there. That was a P-51. Um, uh, maybe I'll show it to you and you go, I don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure I know what you're talking about now at this point. Picture may just <laughs> P51 auto completes to Mustang. Oh, and it just loaded the Wikipedia. I need a good picture. I don't want old black and white something. I want oh, something cool. Oops. Well, it's not. I'm trying to make it there. It goes. Why won't it get bigger when I do the that there? That thing. Does that look familiar? Oh, yeah. Very familiar. Okay. So North American, the company that made that, made a civilian plane that's smaller than that, but kind of looks like it. A little bit. Had a bubble canopy. Its tail kind of looked the same. And people got really excited and they bought this thing. And it's a tiny little plane, as Tony says. It goes in the air and it lands, but it's cool looking. Um, it's like it's like the airplane equivalent of a Subaru 22B. Okay, that stare says you never heard of this. Do you know the Subaru guys? Okay. I've heard of them. Do you know at every convention there's usually a guy in 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 like a Toyota 86 slash uh, Scion FRS slash? Um, okay. Did you see uh, Baby Driver? Baby Driver. Okay. No, I've not. Batting zeros here, aren't I? All right. The type of guy who wants to has stickers all over their car pretending they're a race car driver and they're at sheets mm -hmm. and they do that two-step move where they come in and go, da, 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 da. Yeah. that. Okay, <laughs> that's the airplane equivalent of that guy. But I'm a World War II fighter. I am. I am. Gets out of the plane with a scarf and a leather jacket and goggles that are unnecessary because it's a clean closed cockpit. That. So that's what Tony wants. Um, and then Greg, who owns a plane, and he's always, you want to go flying someday. Greg is like, oh, let's go flying. Um, he has a um, uh, Piper PA28 Archer, which is pretty much your car. It's just mm. an plane. It is plain. It goes plain. It goes sky. It doesn't do anything except look at me. We'll go. It doesn't do, it do anything. It's not, it's not meant to do anything other than last for a long time. And you just sort of go in the air and it just puts. And it puts along. Its gear does not retract. It just stays oh, down. Um, now most general aviations have fixed gear. Well, the Mooney, I think, retracts. Anyway. I'm being very specific here. How do I get on the thing about planes? Because your buddy had a plane. All right. You're I don't even know why I brought up Greg. <laughs> We're talking about houses. He owns this house. 
there exists on my second channel or the one you're watching right now, if you're watching this live of a few things of me finally having my first landing, being able to land a plane. It was sort of weird because he's been teaching me to fly and we just go up. He'd hand me the controls, you know, those two sets of controls, one for each seat. And he'd go up and I'd fly around and I'd fly left seat. So I'd fly from the driver's seat, even though you can fly the plane from either seat. Um, and I'd fly around. He'd give me instructions on this time. He's like, okay, okay, uh, pull the power back, aim at the runway. Some will we'll take you down. And then I realized we're getting pretty close to the ground and he hasn't asked for the controls yet. And he casually says, okay, you're good. You're going to land. And I'm like, um, uh, yeah, you're going to land the plane. Uh, so the only way, and I'm sorry for adjusting the mic and you're hearing me adjust the mic. The only way I could mentally not get too anxious about it was to just turn on the comedy. Mm. So the, I would, I would just do the, the, uh, the pilot, uh, just, uh, okay. Uh, folks <laughs> going to be doing uh one notch of flaps. Have a one notch of flaps. That's good. Uh, drawn back the RPM to 2,100 RPM. That is good. Uh, and so I uhed my entire way down and then I landed the plane on complete, uh, power. Oh, uh, power. Yeah. <laughs> Any any super chats? Anything coming in? Coming in? Any colored things pop up? Not seeing anything colored. Okay. Hmm. All right. Anybody in the chat crying that they didn't that I didn't answer their question? Uh, I don't see any. Okay. Well, we'll take a we'll take a uh, a regular chat question then. Pick one you like there. I'm talking about the topics they've been talking about. Are they just talking amongst themselves there? Someone's confused about what's happening. Yeah. I feel like you might be better at the chat. So confused with this. You're looking at the live one there, right? Next to the yeah. Next to the image of ourselves. Someone said I'm too young for the RCR references. Oh, are we talking about stuff from, yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about, the thing about airplanes is you're always talking about stuff from like the 50s and 60s and 70s, because that was when the airplane boom was happening, when they were building, they thought everybody's going to learn how to fly in the future, and then no one did. Mm -hmm. So they built a lot of planes there, a lot of general aviation planes, and eh, and then it was just sort of like, I don't know what, what I don't know what they're building a lot of now, like where they thought everybody was going to be rich or... So there exists a certain product that they thought was going to be everywhere and then nowhere. MP3 players, maybe. But we're talking about stuff that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars versus like little consumer products. Or like an entire industry go up under. Uh, consoles? Do people still use consoles or is everything now the switch? People still use consoles. Okay. What, what, this is a dumb question, but what PlayStation are we on now? Um, oh my God, what even name do they have for it now? It's like the Xbox. Like <laughs> what's the name? Xbox, what's uh, the name of the PlayStation? It's called the Xbox. <laughs> no, the PlayStation 5? 
And I'm trying to think Are of we? Name. Someone will chat in the chat. What's the PlayStation we're on now? Five for sure. Five? For sure. The, I was talking to the electrician, and he has whatever PlayStation, and he says when that thing is working hard, it's drawing one amp. Oh, yeah, super chat. Oh, we got a super chat. What is it? When is the RCR car show happening? There is no time for an RCR car show. We don't have a venue anymore because we outgrew the racquetball club. We're too big for that parking lot. And also, and I mentioned this before, mentally it's difficult for me to do the car show because imagine if this isn't really a imagine if you're simultaneously the guest of honor at a convention but also staff hmm. that's what it's kind of like to run a car show for me because i'm simultaneously running it and also the most important person there that everybody wants to talk to and also talk at Be a lot going on in one go yeah hmm. everybody wants to tell me about their car and I understand that's why you go to a car show is to show off your blank. Um, what's worked out for me is when I'm at a car show where I'm not the focus. Mm. Um, or go to a car show that's already there. I talked to... I won't say his name, but I talked to the chair of Philadelphia. He wants to do something RCR related, and I'm down for that. Have the channel be involved to some degree. But it, these are two different cultures, car culture and furry culture. And although there's overlap, although many of my fans are, are from both places, um, and even now some conventions have their own car shows, it's I very, very said, small. Yeah. yeah. AC has one. I think FD last year had one too. Did they? Yeah. Well, it was at the casino. Mm -hmm. I think I was part of it because I think I, I still had. Because like, I like, had a. Like the map of like the parking lot and like draw a little square where it's going to be. Oh, at. okay. So then, no, then I missed it. Because I think I was only there for one night mm. and I missed it the later day. Anyway. Um, it's very difficult to be on for almost eight hours oh, to be, you know, like personality wise, yeah. be, be ready and super and sociable and talking to everybody all the time. And your voice, your vocal cords get blown out by the end of it. And all I want to do is like face down on a, uh, on a couch. Cause it's the whole introvert thing where, you know, your social batteries just get totally drained. Mm -hmm. Um, so I need someone there who's, I need like, two or three other low-level celebrities like myself to take the load off for christ's sakes Drive somewhere else yeah all the, all you know people. what it's kind of like it's kind of like imagine being like at fd imagine being like jib who is the uh, guest of honor i never saw him without like 10 people around him yeah. just wanting his attention and what does that guy do he just does animations and that's it Skateboards too. Yeah. There's another little stick too. Yeah. 
I I want to know how because he has a lot of followers, but I want to know like how and why the if he's formed a business around it, monetized it in any way. Does he do commissions at all? I don't know. Hmm. Adler does. Yeah. Um, and I collaborated with him all the time. Uh, he's not, he, it's interesting cause he's not a car guy, but he knows how to drive stick and he knows how to drive fast cause he just grew up driving stick shift and didn't really think anything of it. Mm. Um, cause like here's all cars are stick. This is how a car operates. All right. Um, but I've been around or I've been around him at Midwest and there's like a, wherever he goes, like people are following him at all times, like just wanting to talk to him. Um, and I found this, and I was talking, uh, about him to Justin Burnash, who also works with him at to help him monetize his stuff. Like oh, my, my merch guy. Um, and for people watching, it's the same guy who does the giveaways. Um, uh, there's a disconnect between the amount of clout he has and the amount of money he's making. Mm. It, I want, I'm between him, Justin and myself, we're trying to find a way for him to quadruple his income because that's where it should be for the amount of work he puts in. Um, and I've seen that also with Appalachian Through Hikers. Some of these people only have like 5,000 YouTube subscribers and already they're sponsored by like backpacking outdoors and companies and stuff like that. And they're getting free stuff. Whether they're getting money for shout outs or not, I don't know. Yeah. It should be. But I guess like that, it's like the big fish, small pond sort of thing. I don't know. What have you experienced in that sort of world? Not too much. Not too much. I barely have ever touched foot in like the, like selling stuff like that. Mm. Having a huge, uh, like following and stuff. Mm. Like most I've tried to do for getting, like, gaining a following is back when I used to post uh, Instagram clips. Yeah. Like, my gameplay and stuff back then. What sort of games? Uh, like Battlefield 4, Destiny uh -huh. and all that kind of shit. God too. What was it like? What 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 was your angle? Hmm? What was your angle with your clips? Like, what were you? How were you trying to like differentiate yourself from everybody else who just posts clips of video uh, games? I think I kind of just followed the crowd. Oh, okay. what everyone else is doing, and I was like, oh, that seems kind of fun to do. I okay, it's kind of more like a hobby thing, right? And it didn't really get too far from there. Hmm. I tried doing the live streaming stuff, and I I had at one point like one person that would come in every time i'd live stream yeah and like chat this a little bit but like i never mm. really got the flow of it and kept it going it's tough to play a video game and talk at the same time isn't it yeah yeah i tried it like once or twice i'm like this is tough it's two uh, focuses and it's 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 hard it's 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 like driving and being engaging on camera yeah and actually talking about the car like I, matt farrah can do it like this Another car YouTuber can do it fantastic. Nick and I can sort of do it, but we're talking about other stuff. We're just bullshitting while driving whatever. <laughs> Although people seem to like that. The new... I got to clean my lens. This, this case is so beat up because <laughs> it's just around like car chemicals and stuff like that. So the little cover over the lens, like the extra cover over the lens is permanently like clouded. Oh my God. So when I take pictures, they're like, wipe your freaking lens. It looks disgusting. It's like, I did. I did. I did it and it was doing it. It fixed. How long have we been going? Has this been an hour? Hour 11. Hour 11. We got to see, this would be cool if we had more people here. And if when we have like chairs and stuff, so it's not quite at the table. So, yeah. Any closing thoughts? 
I'm kind of just been talking okay. stuff for the last little bit. Okay. Do whatever. Okay, folks. Thank you for uh, watching uh, RCR number, I think, 116, our special guest, Ethan. Uh, who learned the boards pretty quick. I mean, you're a natural at this. I mean, you... oh, it was a little awkward the whole time. I mean, I mean, this is the first podcast I've done too. So I'm kind of just like, oh, this is what you're actually gonna... talking, you're, you're responding, you're reading the thing. You're obviously good at this. I mean, it comes from being sociable at work, you know? True. Yeah. So, and you know, I can already tell you probably be a good salesman just to like go with the flow as opposed to some people I've had on the podcast where they're like, uh, you know, the people who could never do uh, speeches in front of a class yeah. who froze up like that. It's kind of funny because I used to do that, too. Yeah. But like, it's weird how I'm somewhat outgoing mm -hmm. in that kind of sense, socially. Well, how did how did you get over, like, speaking in front of the class? I think it was with serving. Yeah? Yeah. I think that's what really broke my shell. Yeah? Just getting having to get in front of people and, like, like talk to them and, like, sell them stuff. Yeah. Like, at the table, it just... I think that's what broke it for me. So you were serving, you were working in food service like while you were still in school. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Since I've been sixteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have this background in just the natural natural sales. Yeah, I know what's up with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and probably like like Justin. I'll tell you about Justin. Um, anyway, like a person who also was in sales. Of course, he just like he'd like. People have heard me talk about Burnash because he almost is part of a show now and mm -hmm. then we work together so much. But he he's the type of guy who would start a business, get it running, sell the business, start another one, get uh, it running, sell a business. He's on, uh, yep, <laughs> yeah. flip a business. It's not even that he flipped it. He's building it from ground up. So although there are people who flip businesses as well. But um, well, anyway, thank you to everybody who watched this uh, whole podcast on a Thursday evening. Thank you to everybody who donated to Super Chats. Your money will be spent well this coming week as we are going down to Georgia to be with the YouTuber Do It With Dan and be interviewed by him while driving go-karts. Weird interview, but we're going to be doing racetrack stuff down there. It'd be good to get out of PA for a while. Thank you to everybody who donates to Patreon. You're allowing regular car views to exist as a much larger channel than it really is. Thank you to everybody who tunes in Monday. So sorry there wasn't a video this Monday, but next, but uh, we'll be back to our regular schedule starting this coming Monday. And thank you to everybody who just generally enjoys our crazy car videos. And um, we'll we need to do more stuff like put a bumper in on a, on a, on a normal, on our main channel. Cause we're on our second channel right now um, to tell people that, Hey, there's a podcast and uh, it's going to be better. We're going to get more guests. Uh, definitely. Ethan is welcome back anytime he wants. And anybody saying anything neat on the chat going by peace, peace. Everybody's peacing out. Great. Okay. That's it. Thank you for joining August. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Have a great night. Bye. And you can just close it right there. It just says end stream. <laughs>